Welcome, everybody, to yet another episode of The Point of Pittsburgh, The Pod, uh, episode 17. Uh, I'm Kevin Cray. And I'm Steve DiMaselli. Steve, I was getting ready for tonight's episode watching a, a show on Netflix called Street Food USA. Uh, and they had an episode specifically about Portland. I don't know if you've seen that episode or not. Yeah, I think I have, but I, I they all kind of run together, you know. Uh, what, what was what featured on that one? What restaurants? So the primary character, if you want to say that, um, was a, a Vietnamese lady who ran a, a restaurant called Mama Doot. It was a okay. vegan vegan Vietnamese place. Looked okay. really good. And then, like the secondary character, was a truck called Matt's Brisket Tacos. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been to Matt's. I've been to Matt's a few times. I mean, it's it's pretty solid. I mean, I have no problem with it. It's, I mean, it's the best barbecue, I think, that uh, that's around here. Like, mm-hmm. full plate sort of barbecue. Um, I, I was just to another place recently called Chicken and Guns, is what it was called. And it's <laughs> a smoked, smoked chicken with, like, these really, like, hard-fried potato bites. And I, I would argue that that is probably the best barbecue in Portland. But I would say Matt's is a pretty close second. What's the uh, guns part? <laughs> it's just, I have no idea. They're just little potatoes. Crunchy oh. little potatoes. I don't know why. Maybe they're just trying to like grab some attention. Like, oh, guns. Very scandalous. <laughs> scandalous potatoes. But one way or the other, they're delicious. I don't really give a crap what they call them. Yeah. You'll eat their politics. I'll eat, I don't think. I mean, well, maybe they are right wing. Who knows? Yeah. Whatever. Who knows? I saw I saw today that um, in 2046, there's a one in 400 chance that a good sized asteroid is going to strike the Earth. And there's some days I'm just kind of wishing it would be 2046. You know? Yeah. So we'll see. Was that your couch? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> was that was that your uh, was that was that your uh, Steve's was that your Steve's safe space right there? Or? No, that's Kevin's nihilistic view of the future. That's oh, that's. Right. I don't know if that's going to be a semi regular or regular feature. Uh, speaking of safe space, is it is it my turn to be on the couch? It's, it's your turn. Yes. I, maybe I am already there. Um, all right. So for me, been a lot of talk these first couple weeks of uh spring training and you know games and whatnot about the pitch clock and we've seen some data start to roll in now that it's looking like it's a shaved off about 25 to 30 minutes on average uh for games and i gotta say i'm here for it um when you're going to a game in april on a wednesday night you kind of want them to speed it up a little bit and uh we don't need to be here until 10 30 boys I kind of got some other stuff to do. Conversely, when you're there on a Sunday and it's like 95 degrees out and your kids are basically just chasing the pirate parrot around and waiting to run the bases, uh, we got we got our stuff to do, guys. So let's let's pick it up, pick up the space a little bit. Now, I did see, I think it was maybe a couple days ago or last week, someone had an interesting tweet that said, wait a minute, I thought... Baseball games are all about hanging out, drinking beer. What are we in a rush for? And that person did have a good point. Uh, so I'd like to maybe put forth a proposal that we have pitch clocks on every night but Saturdays. So Saturday nights can be like hangout night at the park where we just have no pitch clock, let it all hang out, 
Everyone can get crumped up in the center field bar area and enjoy a leisurely three, three and a half hour game um, whenever they would like. So that's uh, that's kind of where I'm at. What, what do you think about that? Kevin, I hear you. Man, you're such a good listener. You're really good at this. Absolutely. The best. So up next is our, um, we're going to call it like our McRib regular type of segment uh, because it's probably only going to be around during spring training because it's called spring training minutia. And these are things that me and Steve have observed uh, that maybe wouldn't get a lot of attention otherwise if it wasn't during spring training and everyone's trying to find a a storyline. So Steve, why don't you go first? So my, um, my, my spring training minutia is not directly related to the pirates, but it is related to a potential future pirate. And that would be Dylan Cruz. I mean, we, we, we've discussed who, who we are favoring at this point. I'm still on the Dollander train. I like the idea of drafting a pitcher better than Cruz anyway, but can we, can we lay off the hype a little bit? You know, this guy is, uh, we're still well in a small sample season. Like I understand that he's hitting the ball harder than anybody in college baseball, 13 games into the season. I understand that, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's just absolutely obliterating Sam Houston state, um, and, and colleges of that ilk, but, uh, you know, we're still very, very early in the season. I mean, like, I, I don't think anything definitive at this point has happened, um, to, to really change his status one way or the other. I mean, he is the the um, leading candidate for the number one overall pick, but I, I don't think it necessarily cements him what he's done these first couple of weeks as the number one overall pick. Yeah, I mean, again, this, this is always that it's so early. I mean, right. the, the draft itself is still roughly four months away. So, so much can change. Uh, you know, you I could t- get hit by an asteroid. Oh, God. That would be so sweet. Oh, wait. Hang on. Let me just think about that for a second. Yeah. Okay. This is the T-Pop We're All Gonna Die podcast. Yeah. The oh. T-Pop We're All Gonna Die, hopefully sooner than later podcast. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I would definitely be down with Dylan Cruz, obviously. Um but it's not like I'm going to turn my nose up at Wyatt Langford or, or yeah. your boy Chase Dollander. Um, yeah, I, I just, it feels like there's not a clear cut one, one, but there's like five guys that could maybe be a one, one. So, but nothing has changed. And the only thing that has changed is that college baseball's playing real meaningful baseball. That's it. Yeah. That's the only thing that's changed. Yeah. Uh, so my spring training minutia doesn't necessarily involve the Pirates. Uh, involves uh, a prospect with the Dodgers, of all teams. Have you heard about Miguel Vargas? No, I haven't. So I'm not going to tell you the whole backstory on him yet, but Miguel Vargas has been going to the plate and has been openly telling pitchers, I'm not going to swing at any of your pitches. So as of yesterday... Uh, he's had 12 plate appearances and he's drawn four walks. He's literally <laughs> never taken the bat off his shoulder and he's still been walked four times, including drawing a walk in four consecutive games. Um, 
so the backstory is that he fractured his pinky, and both he and the medical staff said it wouldn't be a good idea for you to swing and potentially re-injure it or aggravate it, I should say. So he's just kind of in the box, just getting the timing. And uh, if you have a chance to look it up on Twitter or see a video somewhere, it's hilarious because my man is just hanging in there, just getting his work in as pitchers are just grinding balls into the dirt or blowing them over catchers' heads. And uh, there is a little bit of a postscript on this story. Um, Today, apparently, in you know, getting ready for this podcast tonight, he actually was cleared to swing, so he oh. he finally swung at his first pitch this just today. So, but try to try to find those videos; it's still pretty hilarious. Where would where would that where would that three thirty three OPS or uh, on base percentage? Where would that rank on last year's Pirates team? Uh, I bet you would be second. I think it would be actually. I don't. I'm I'm not looking, but I know it's not great. Yeah. So a guy not even swinging has through twelve at bats, and again. Still, uh, clearly a small sample size, but that's still pretty darn funny. Why didn't anybody just tell the Pirates just to not swing last year? I mean, they would have gotten on base a little bit more often. That's the new money ball. Don't don't swing. <laughs> don't swing. Um, all right. So one piece of news before we kind of get into the the meat of our podcast tonight. Uh, Harlan Garcia, I'm going to call him Harlan until I hear it's Harleen or something like that, Um, but we're going to continue to butcher his name, I'm sure. Um, He was a pitcher of the Pirates signed in free agency. He's a very coveted lefty pitcher, a very cromulent pitcher that was going to be the the prime lefty out of the bullpen. Um, Apparently he's having some issues I don't want to say gripping the ball. I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, he's he's unable to properly pitch. They've so far said they don't believe it's anything with his UCL um, or anything you know elbow related. To me, this is starting to sound like thoracic outlet syndrome, which mm. which would be terrible and yeah. mo- most likely, at least what I'm going to say, career threatening. If that's the case, um, but we—that's a very wild guess on my part. Uh, so hopefully, with a little bit of rest, he can work this out. You know what he should do if uh, if he can't go? What's that? He should just not throw the ball. Wow. If not, if not swinging, you know, is work that's... for that hitter. Maybe just not throwing the ball would work for him. Just stand on the mound. And just stare at just people. Just stand there. Well, I guess actually that wouldn't work anymore. He just, because yeah. of pitch pl- pitch clock. So that's that, right. That, never mind. That go, there goes my theory. But there's this a chance. why I'm not in the front office. There's a chance that, you know, the pitch clock is going to claim a lot of batters in the first couple weeks. So they could put him that's out true. there, see if he can get a couple strikeouts just from people being lackadaisical. Being slow. Yeah. So, uh, what do you got? What do you got planned for the meat of this segment? You you told me in the in the rundown that we have a surprise guest. Yeah, uh, we have our first guest. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Who'd we? It's uh, Chat GPT. What's that? Open AI's Chat GPT. Like, uh, like an AI robot, basically. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. What What are we gonna What are we gonna do with an AI? 
on this. We're just going to ask you questions. So are you at all worried that by doing this segment that we're actually helping to accelerate the takeover of the human race by we, AI systems and their robot servants? We can only hope. Yeah, well, I mean, after the whole asteroid thing, we can, you know? It's, uh, if, if the asteroids don't get, them, get us, then hopefully the robots will sooner. So Okay. Um, well, why don't, you, uh, why don't you tell me how this is going to play out here? I'm a little... A little curious here. So we'll, we can just just tell me a question and we'll we'll ask it a question. Let me welcome it to the show first. Okay. Do I call it? So welcome to the T-Pop podcast. Do I call Chat it? Chat GPT. Oh, I actually call it Chat GPT. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. So thank okay. you for having me on the T-Pop podcast, Chat. I'm excited to be here and answer any questions you may have. See, it's a it's wow. a pleasant robot. This is not I, this is non threatening. Okay. I'm not concerned about I'm not I'm I'm not concerned about the human race much. Uh, you mean just in this specific instance? Yeah. Well, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, but the, the 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 existential threat that we're contributing to. I'm not I'm not worried about it yet. Oh, okay. So. Um all right, well, I'll give it a shot. Um How will the new PNC Park scoreboard enhance the overall experience at for pirate fans. All right. Okay. The new PNC Park scoreboard is expected to enhance the overall experience for Pirates fans in several ways. Here are a few examples. One, improve visibility. Two, more information. Three, better quality. The scoreboard will have better resolution and be able to display high-definition video. Overall, the new scoreboard is expected to enhance the fan experience at PNC Park by providing better visibility, more information, better quality video. Fans should be able to enjoy the game more and feel more connected to the action on the field. Holy cow. Yeah. That, that just like spit that out right now? Yeah. It's a, wow. It's, it's, it's a marketing bot. So there have been a, there were a lot of times during like T-Pop the website where someone would be like, Hey, I got, I got a great idea for tomorrow. You know, clear the lane for me. I'll, I'll send you an article. I'll be like, cool. You know, me and Steve can take a, take a night off. And then like, inevitably I get an email or text at 1am. Oh, sorry, dude. Couldn't make it. And then I have to like scramble at 7am before work to jam an article up on the website. Like imagine if we had chat GPT, like we could have busted out that article with, with no, no problem. Yeah, I mean it's it's it falls a little short of the thousand words that we were usually going for. But hey, you know nobody's perfect. Let's see. Can uh, I'm I'm gonna ask it. I'm gonna see if can Kevin plagiarize you if we restart the website. As an A model, I cannot be plagiarized in the traditional sense since I do not create my own original content. However, it is important to ensure any content generated using my responses is properly attributed. All right. So we can as long I guess as long as you say hey ChatGPT told wrote this article as long as as long as we make them a credited writer yeah. we could just slap their crap up on the on the old T-pop. Nice. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's 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 get into some actual baseball related questions. So let's who has improved their stock the most? Among pirates during sp- 
spring training. As an AI model, I do not have access to real-time information, so I cannot provide an answer based on current spring training performance. However, historically, spring trainings can be a time for some players to be able to improve their stock by demonstrating their skill and potential to the coaching staff management. All right, pretty much a non-answer. In past spring trainings, players who have improved their stock the most for the Pirates include players like outfielder Starling Marte, who had an outstanding spring training in 2012 and went on to become a key player for the team. Other players who improved their stock in spring training include Francisco Cervelli, who impressed the coaching staff with his leadership and defensive skills in spring tra- during spring training in 2015. I mean, I'll buy the first part, but I'm not so sure. I mean, I think, I think Cervelli was pretty well cemented into that lineup i don't i don't think it really mattered yeah i'm pretty sure they weren't like oh let's give this cervelli guy a shot and see what <laughs> let's give him a shot see what happens that that was a you know that was kind of like a pretty standard gm type of answer i was kind of getting a little bit of neil huntington vibes out of that really yeah you know how they uh like train these ais apparently they, okay they make them read like millions and millions and millions of words of, of articles and then that's how they're they're doing machine learning on it so just like imagine if you gave chat gpt like only neil huntington articles to read okay yeah maybe i mean that's that might be what they did i mean it's possible <laughs> yeah maybe it's just it's just nothing but neil huntington let's let's ask it about money and see if let's test your theory and ask it about money so so what would a fair contract extension for give me a player mitch keller mitch keller b okay mitch keller is a young and promising pitcher for the pirates and his performance in the majors so far has been mixed as an ai model i do not have access to inside information about the Pirates, or Keller's contract negotiations. However, I can provide general information about the fair contract extension for a young, talented starting pitcher. The value of a pitcher's contract depends on several factors, including their age, performance, potential, and market value for similar players. Generally, teams will try to sign young players to long-term contracts early in their careers to lock in their services and save money in the long run. Boy, that really does sound like... uh, Uh (laughs) But anyway... Did it it mention sharing the risk? He's sharing the risk, right? So for a pitcher like Keller, who is still in his early 20s and has shown some promise but is not a pro- not yet a proven ace, a fair co- contract extension might, be inclu- might include a guaranteed base salary, performance-based incentives, and options for additional years. Based on, on recent contracts for similar pitchers, a fair contract extension for Keller might range from 15 to 30 million over four to five e- or four to six years, depending on specific terms of the contract. However, it's important to note that contract negotiations are complex and can involve many different factors. So the actual value of Keller's contract extension may be higher or lower depending on a variety of factors. <laughs> Four years for fifteen million, ranging up to six for thirty. Six Bob, for thirty. Bob Nutting is hiring ChatGPT. ChatGPT is on staff. <laughs> an um, offer. An offer's been extended. 
<laughs> now, in all seriousness, four for thirty because he's got he's still got his three R pre R or his three R beers. Well, that yeah, might that might not be insane. Well, yeah, like, he was pitching it more as like four for fifteen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or four. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I think so, and that would be that's insanely low. Like four yeah. for thirty is not. It's probably not going to get it done, but I don't think that's that far off base. But you know, this is uh. ChatGPT's cheapy McCheaperton. He's not pro union, that's for sure. That's that's <laughs> what I'm saying. So he's he's definitely on the owner's side here, uh, at least on M- M- Keller's situation. We want to see. Do you want to try another one? You want to see if he's uh, if he if he screws them too? You want to uh, see? Let's see about Brian Reynolds. Let's ask about Brian Reynolds. Oh, yeah. Same question, just replace it with Brian Reynolds. All right. Brian Reynolds quickly emerged as one of the most promising young pitchers for the wait oh young players for the Pittsburgh Pirates as an open AI model blah 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 I don't have any inside information nah, 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 nah. Uh, the value of a player's contract depends on several factors okay we read that part as well too so based on recent contracts for similar outfielders fair contract for Reynolds uh, might be between from fifty to eighty million over four to six years depending on specific terms. Uh, however, boy, he he literally this is this is just straight this is just straight pirates propaganda. I mean, he gets he's getting an he's given or ChatGPT is giving him uh, an extra five million over six years uh, than the pirates were offering. But I mean, that's still my goodness. He's he's definitely uh, this is a team friendly bot. That's for a- sure. Ask it if it's Neil Huntington. All right. Are you is it Neil with an A? I just want to make sure that I've got that. I, I always get them mixed up. Neil and Neil Walker. It's, yeah, Neil with an A. All right. Are you Neil Huntington? No, I'm not Neil Huntington. I am ChatGPT, an OpenA language model by or trained by OpenAI. My purpose is to answer questions and provide information to the best of my abilities based on my programming and the data. I have been trained on. So it's denying it. But that also sounds like something Neil Huntington robot would say. It's exactly it. Yeah. All right. I got one for it. Let's let's really test it to see if it's okay. a, a a nutting propaganda bot. Um what would based on their current revenues, what would a reasonable pirate payroll be in twenty twenty three? It's thinking it's looking well, over typing. its shoulder. No, I yeah. <laughs> oh. It's looking over his shoulder to see if Neil, uh, Bob Hunting, Bob, Bob Nutting is watching it. All right. As an AI model, I don't have access to current financials data internally. That sounds like exactly what the pirates would say. Uh-huh. Uh, however, historically, the pirates have had a lower payroll than many MLB teams, and the, the team's payroll is likely to be influenced by. Factors such as revenue, market size, and ownership priorities, according to the to reports, the Pirates had a payroll of around sixty million in the twenty twenty one season, which was among the lowest in the league. Assuming that the team's revenue stays relatively stable, a reasonable payroll for the Pirates in twenty twenty three might be in the sixty to eighty million range. However, 
it's important to note that this is a this is only a rough estimate, and the actual payroll for the team will depend on a variety of factors, including the team's revenue, ownership priorities, and other financial considerations. It's also worth noting the, te- the team's payroll is not the only factor that determines its success on the field, and many factors beyond payroll can influence a team's ability to compete, including player development, coaching, and front office decision making I, i'm almost positive that at one point frank Cunnelly said that exact quote to me in an interview oh yeah yeah what the uh that it's that it's worth noting the team's payroll is not the only factor that determines its success uh-huh yeah yeah maybe but, it's really coonley bot then it, this, on, let me try yeah are try. you frank coonley No, I'm not Frank Coonley. Okay, same same rest of the drivel as before. Okay, so that also sounds like something Frank Coonley the robot would say. Yes. Yes. What's he doing, by the way? I have no idea. I haven't really followed him. Um, I, uh, I, it's, I'm, I would imagine he's probably caught on with, you know, some kind of, like, you know, financial... Uh- conglomerate you know he's you know i i don't know i mean he's uh i don't think i i mean i don't i don't i don't hate frank coonley as much as and i don't i don't vilify him as much as uh i think other people would but there was something there was something with him that that it didn't always like he seemed sincere but i i don't know if i really i don't know if i always fully bought it like i, I still think the guy was always like he was since he felt sincere but you can always tell he was working an angle you know what i mean i actually all joking aside with you know neil and, and frank here although i do think they are part of this bot um i actually like them both as people they were both really okay. good people and i would occasionally run into frank Cooney, uh at the market district in wexford Okay. Uh, I would. It's not my usual one that I go to. I have a giant eagle, much closer to my house. But every once in a while, when I was feeling a little bougie, I'd roll out to the market district in Wexford, and I saw him there a few times. And we would, you know, chat while we're, you know, going through the produce aisle or the cheese aisle sure. or whatever. And um, he's a good dude. You yeah. know, he, I, I never had a problem with Frank Cunley and uh, Neil Huntington was always a, a good person as well um their hands were both tied by the owner Mm. sure so um you got another question for chat gpt no i I think how about you do you have anything i'm good i'm I'm impressed with it yeah let's cut it loose let's cut it loose so thanks for being on the show neil <laughs> You're welcome, but just to clarify, I'm not Neil Huntington. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, Steve. I mean, person, <laughs> person that I'm not familiar with. Yes, I do love. I I literally I just typed in Neil, and it knew that I was trying to push for it to be Neil Huntington. So it, <laughs> it, it it did it did prompt me back in its response. I am not. But just to clarify, I am not Neil Huntington. <laughs> oh gosh, this is. Uh, this is the this is some high quality content as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Hey, I found a website while we were talking here 
you can book Frank Coonley to speak at your event. Oh yeah? Yeah. Let me let me click this, see how much they see never how much have the cash price on those sorts of, of they don't? websites though. Oh, I, never. I thought, no. I thought it'll, be like, it, it'll be like email for a quote or something like that. It, it, it'll yeah. prompt you to get in touch with them. Yeah. And then they'll be like, Will, let's see, am I traveling? Am I you know, all that stuff. I thought it'd be like cameo where you could see like you know, how much it would cost for something. Although it says under the price range fee, it starts at five thousand to ten thousand. And then they oh, it wow. goes up goes up to if your price range is a hundred thousand or more. So That's insane. Do you just want to hang out with them? Like we could chip in and put for five thousand. Yeah. I mean I'll just go to the supermarket, I evidently. I don't think like, he... I'll just I'll just go to the, I'll just start well I guess I, that's that's probably uh that's probably pretty expensive for me to get to the supermarket in North, the North Hills but yeah by the time you pay for that flight you might as well yeah. just kick in the money yeah we might as well just spend 5000 and know that we're going to see him so I don't think so he's why so are you, why are you still in the produce aisle I'm waiting for Frank I'm waiting for Frank yeah just um, he's, he's going to be coming. here this is this is his day man Kevin said he was going to come yeah I don't think he even lives in the area anymore, right? Oh, really? I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't blame him. I don't think he was from the area. I don't. I can't remember where he came from before this. But I mean, there's no sense in sticking around. It's not like he's yeah. like revered. It's not like he's a, a Franco Harris, you know, type or anything like that. I mean, you know. Yeah, my my man is 62 years old. Wow. Yeah. Great, great head of hair though. Oh, killer hair! Like 80 grade hair. I mean, everybody on the Pirates, everybody that has ever worked for the Pirates has 80 grade hair. Even, Dave, I mean, Nutting's, Nutting's a 70. Yeah. And remember Dave Littlefield? That was like a hair helmet. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that, that was 80 grade hair. I don't understand. I don't understand it. I really don't. Like, how is, I mean, how have we been so lucky to have this great hair as far? I mean, forget not having one in a World Series in how long. But I, I yeah. mean, like, forget that. How have we been so fortunate to have this kind of hair as represented in our front office? Is I mean, if you think about it, uh, Dan Rooney has a nice set of hair. Lemieux had a Lemieux had a killer set of locks He's on. He's got him. great hair. Yeah, you're right. Wow. I mean, really, it's like the city of champion hair. Oh boy. What? Yeah, what ha- it really is. What happened on this podcast tonight? What? We really shit the bed. <laughs> There's no way around it. Did, we, uh, did we I really, uh, we got, we, I, I don't know. Was it the asteroid talk? Did I, it might've I... been, I might, it might've been. We just, uh, it sent us on a tangent that was just, we were never going to recover from. I mean, it, since we're going down the, since we're going down this road, I've got some great news. Uh, after 15 years, my dog finally learned how to drink out of the toilet this morning. Wow. Yeah. Hey, when, you know, I hope that when I'm later in life, I develop a cool skills as well. It's drinking out. Of, you, you hope that you develop the skill of drinking out of the toilet. <laughs> well, uh, uh, that could possibly be one. Yes. Yeah. I'll just take any, any cool skill, you know. Well, if things go uh, things go as planned, an asteroid will hit the Earth, and we won't have to worry about that crap anyway. Yes, we can only hope. So this this probably is a good time for us to end the pod. Sure. I don't know. Okay. Well, 
Uh, I just want to thank you uh, and thank our listeners. And for the time being, this is the end of our podcast. Uh, I am Kevin Cray. And I'm Steve DiMaselli. Thank you very much. See you guys.